We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's the True Faith Newcastle United podcast. Newcastle have beaten Leicester City by three goals to nil on Boxing Day to go second in the Premier League. What a time to be alive. What a time to be a Newcastle United fan. I'm Alex. I've got Charlotte, Simon and Adam with me to talk through this game, what it means, what happened and why. Charlotte, you were at the King Power Stadium. You were at that away end. How special was it to witness? Well, I think you can hear from my voice that it was very special, that I over-celebrated maybe three goals. <laughs> no such thing. No, no such thing. Uh, it was great. Like, uh, just unbelievable stamina from the fans yesterday. Did not stop. Um, everybody uh, was texting me saying, all you can hear on the telly is the Newcastle fans. I didn't hear a Leicester fan saying anything. I was quite close to the... Um, you know the sort of partition between away and home fans and you know they were trying to trying to goad us a little bit but <laughs> after the second goal lots of them just left yeah so <laughs> excuse me um the atmosphere was amazing you know there was a little bit of a, a atmosphere on the concourse all the away fans were great so like but on a personal level i was a bit sort of you know it wasn't a goal um, fest against Bournemouth has the World Cup gonna, is it going to have disturbed our momentum it's sort of in the back of everybody's heads well put that to bed within the first 10 minutes of the game it was just it was just amazing it was great to be there unbelievable to witness I'm sure I'm very very jealous of you just just what 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 a day what a win I'm going to throw some some stats at people the only stat that matters is Newcastle United are currently the second best team in the country on merit the league table doesn't lie. I've been hearing it for years. I've been hearing it for years when Newcastle were shitting the place out in the bottom five. The league table doesn't lie. Well, thank you very much, league table, because we are the second best team in the country for at least another 24 hours and beyond that. Who knows? Maybe we'll get into it. That was six wins in a row for Newcastle United. One defeat in 19 first team fixtures this season. Uh, that's our third win on Boxing Day in 20 years. Uh, Almiron. You've probably all heard the stat now. It took him four seasons and 110 games to get his first nine for Newcastle, just 16 Premier League games this season to do it again. One famous Twitter user wrote, Eddie Howe has changed Almiron's life. I don't know. He still seems like a rich footballer than maybe before, <laughs> but he's probably much, much happier. I know I'm happier. Sorry, mate. Just give us some words on Newcastle United's 3-0 win at Leicester. How does it make you feel? Um, a little bit silly for... Uh... 
for questioning your we're going to win the league <laughs> stance last week. No, look, uh, it was class. Uh, uh, you said it just there. We're, we're normally terrible on Boxing Day. We've got a pretty shoddy record. I'm, I'm so used to watching this over Christmas and just, uh, just ruining the Christmas spirit. And it, it definitely didn't do that yesterday. Um, I just couldn't believe how well we, we started the game. We, we, we looked so bright, so much sharper than them. And um, yeah, what a, what a way to, to kind of announce our return from this unnecessary break that uh, that nobody cares about anymore because it's gone. Uh, class, absolutely class. Adam, let's talk about the break. You wanted to talk about it because we, as in this podcast, but also the wider football world, the wider Newcastle United world, speculated about this World Cup. What would it do to which team? And it, it couldn't have gone much better for Newcastle, could it? No, not at all, Alex. I, th- I think one of the reasons I was kind of okay with this World Cup break was because, you know, how ball is incredibly intense. We have to be incredibly fit. And the truth is that, relatively speaking, compared to the other clubs at the top of the table, we just don't have uh, a squad deep enough to, to kind of rival that. And I sort of think we needed this World Cup to kind of prevent a lot more injuries. I know we're suffering with a, with a, with a couple um, Shelby long-term, Isak has been a bit long-term, but he hopefully is coming out the other side of it. So th- there was only the question of that of that momentum, really, and could we pick up again after such a long break and go again? And do you know what? Honestly, my my overarching feeling was that I was, I was more confident than ever because we've got Eddie Howe um, at the helm and because he takes his job so incredibly seriously. And that professionalism... Um, you know, drips down throughout the whole club and it's a kind of, you know, leading by example thing. I knew that we'd be a lot fitter, but I think it was the the overall, you know, the, the intensity of that opening seven minutes, that opening 10 minutes was just incredible. It seemed to embody every, it seemed to embody everything we're about and it seemed to answer all of those questions about whether or not we could carry through that momentum, whether or not the World Cup break was going to, you know, stutter what has been an incredible run of form over the year, 2022. Um, but it, 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 we march on, we continue, we look on it. And it was an absolute joy to watch. It was exciting. And it looked like, in stark contrast to Tuesday night, by the way, looked like that every time we got near the box in that, in that first half, that we were probably going to endanger the goalkeeper and, 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 and look to score. And yeah, we did a pretty good job of that, didn't we? Yeah, I, I mean, I was probably one of the most vocal about my concern that the World Cup would disrupt our, our momentum in that it's uh, the, the fitness required to play Eddie Howe football. Um, it took us a while to get to get that at the start of the season. It took us five or six games to really hit that rhythm. Now, what I would say in comparison to that start of the season is that the, there's elements of that still, still there. Um, I think we were really, really good and really, really um, competitive for about 60 minutes on uh, last night and on Tuesday. And then we start to tail off a bit. I think that was, you could still say that was true yesterday, uh, albeit the game was done. And that's the difference, isn't it? The game was done. Now, at the start of the season, we had some key players missing um, and we probably weren't as um, confident and clinical, is probably the right word, uh, early in the season. So if we didn't get that first goal by like 55, 60 minutes, it started to become a struggle. What's been happening, well, what happened towards the end of, uh, before the break, and we've done yesterday is get that early goal get two early goals put the game out of sight before you start to tire and that's a massive difference we also have the subs now because the squad was a bit thinner at the start of the season with injuries we've got pretty much everyone albeit Shelby and uh, Isaac as you mentioned but when you've got Maximan on the bench to come on you've got 
Jacob Murphy who can come on and, and make life difficult for him just by running. Uh, the, the, there's a lot of comparisons, but we've learned how to how to deal with that. We've learned how to, right, if we've only got 60 minutes of high intensity while we get our fitness back, while we get ourselves back in the rhythm, let's win this game in 60 minutes. And that's what we did yesterday. That's what we did. I mean, we won it in seven, Si. Well, true, we, yeah. We, 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 we won it in seven <laughs> minutes. It's, it, it's, the, it's the most efficient, effective way of winning a football match you can, you can you can do and just a little bit to bring you back in charlotte um just a little bit of of um what's the right word here i don't know um you know there was some 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 scores settled yesterday we had a good time at leicester we had a good time over the years at leicester we had some bad times too haven't we charlotte we had some bad times yeah i was there last season when madison sort of threw himself to the floor and got a penalty and then after that we just kind of it was a 4-2. 4-0. 4-0. 4-0. Yeah. Oh, I, keep, I keep doing that, inventing goals. <laughs> <laughs> to make yourself just, feel better. Was it 4-2 <laughs> again in lockdown? It was 4-2 in yeah, lockdown. That's, that's, that's exactly that's right. right. I knew there was, there was that one. That's right. Yeah, it was 4-0. It was absolutely horrible. It was just, you know, and they play that, um, they play that daft music every time they score. Didn't hear it yesterday. <laughs> Not a big deal. Actually, we loaded the fat Newcastle fans started singing it as a joke. Um... <laughs> But yeah, it was just, I just, you know, it's a long way to go to Leicester from Newcastle. It's a good three and a bit hours in the car. And then that game was just miserable. And so it was a joy yesterday to, to, like you say, put it to bed within the first 10 minutes. And uh, Leicester just looked like so riled after the penalty and then so like throwing themselves to the floor, like just couldn't create anything, couldn't create anything from open play, couldn't really get any, like they no decisions were going their way either they just it was just they were just trying to like i don't really know what their game plan was to be honest they were just basically anonymous um one of the things that i like about what we're doing teams at the minute is there's nothing for lesser to learn from that mm. there's nothing to learn you were just beaten by a much much better team in better form in better nick uh, who are fitter there's nothing for lesser to take away from that game and rogers affirmed that in his post-match interview. He was like, what went wrong today, Rogers?" And he just went, well, the start of the game, we, we lost the game in the first 10 minutes. And I love that because, you know, I mean, we could look and we will talk about the goals a bit later on, but I'm used to that as a as an opposition fan where sometimes the other team are just too good. Mm. And that's where we are at the minute. And taking it back to Leicester, if I reverse it for a home fixture, uh, it, New Year's Day 2020, what a great year that was, 2020. New Year's Day 2020, um, and that 3 0 home defeat by Leicester when we went down to nine men because Bruce played players who clearly weren't fit enough to play football. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but that was just, it was just awful being there for that, standing there watching it. It wasn't a game, it wasn't a contest. And the same has happened from us to them, but we didn't need the freak injuries or anything like that. We didn't need anything, you know, players dropping like flies um, were just class. We shell, sorry, we shell shocked them. We, 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 yes, that's it. They did. They looked. They just looked like, what the hell is going on? Like, how do we cope with this? Yeah. They did have to sub on Perez after a bit <clears throat> because they did have one injury. But even still, Perez still gets games for them. It's not like it's not like one of their juniors off the bench or whatever. Perez is. It's, yeah. He got booed a lot, but he was. You know, he's, he's not one of their bad players in theory. Uh, they made I, him look terrible yesterday. And I think obviously we were, because we were missing Wilson, but then I, I think that kind of balanced out with James Madison being missing for them. Obviously, one of their best players as well. So I kind of I kind of viewed that as oh well, that's sort of that's evens. But then going into it, we were a class apart from Leicester. We shell shocked them. They didn't know how to deal with us, and they never fully recovered. And by the time they started to get their foothold in the game, 
We were three 0 up, and it definitely, definitely was over after the half hour mark. They didn't have a shot on target till the eighty second minute, I think. We'll no. do that to you. Yeah, we'll do that to teams like you know, struggle to score. No, struggle to shoot. Struggle <laughs> to get into an attacking <laughs> position. Um, be- to finish off part one, I have to, I have to talk about it a little bit more. We are second in the Premier League. That sounds absurd. It does. It doesn't. It's too soon. Some people might say. Some people might think. And it probably it probably is in terms of what the owners or even Eddie Howe had imagined for this season. Um, second in the league is an absurdity. It's a shame that Arsenal won last night. You know, people like me who say we're going to transfer in the league as good as Newcastle are. We do need Arsenal to drop some points. Um, though we have a, a very, very big game against them in a game in a, a bit's time, um, it's just it's just a tremendous feeling, and, and it's um, you know it, it's it's a validation for a lot of things because the conversations about Eddie Howe and money spent, I'm still even seeing Newcastle United leaning journalists kind of referencing the money spent, and I, and I just wish. I just, I just don't think it's fair because Newcastle United are not the only team in the Premier League to buy good footballers with with currency. Like it, it, it happens across the world. It happens in England. Newcastle's wage bill and Newcastle's transfer spend is nowhere near the top sides in the Premier League. It is not in the same conversation as Liverpool, Manchester United, Manchester City, even Spurs. It is, it is absurd that Eddie Howe has this set of players built on this budget second in the Premier League after, yeah, we've played 16 games, not everyone's played 16 games, but after 16 games, which is near enough half a season, I still feel like the credit isn't being given where it's due. And I, and I don't want um, journalists, both of Newcastle United Persuasion and beyond to be consistently falling over themselves, um, praising Eddie Howe, because that's not what this is about. However, I do still feel that money is referenced too much. You know, the the, the money... The money should be not a reason to say, yes, well, they've spent money. No, yes, well, they've spent money, but nowhere near as much as any of the clubs in this conversation. Nowhere near. And uh, I'm finding it a bit frustrating, but, you know, we're, we're fucking class, so it's, it's okay. We're second in the league. I just don't know how to feel, apart from happy. I'm just going to come in very quickly. Our record signing, Alexander Isak, has played one game. Like, yes, we've spent money. He was, what, 65 million? Yeah that's a massive chunk of the money we've spent yeah. and he's played one game like that, that we had this yesterday you know when the Leicester fans were trying to goad us they were just doing that sort of like money thing with their hands um, and I was like what, what are you talking about like look who's on the pitch Miguel Moron was, was bought under Rafa like what what are you talking about yeah, nine million pound Dan Byrne <laughs> you, you money ridden club you <laughs> well like, I remember seeing a, a tweet that went viral yesterday it was a Man City fan saying like like bloody hell like Newcastle are only in their Bellamy slash Adebayo phase, like we're, done, we're absolutely <laughs> done for. But then there was loads of comments underneath, which I agreed with saying, well, I don't think we're even at that point yet. We, I, I, don't, think we're, I don't think we're at that point of the Man City spending uh, um, timeline yet. So I think we've, there's obviously like loads to come and it, it's, it's clear that uh, a lot of opposition fans are getting rattled already um, because we're gate crashing the party and they don't like it. Let's finish part one of the show. There are going to be a couple of adverts. Now, if you don't want to listen to the adverts on these podcasts for £3 a month, you get these pods on our Patreon feed, which feeds into whatever podcast app you listen to. Um, And you get the pods without adverts and a lot more. Uh, So I'll leave you with these back straight after. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, 
and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Let's talk about the opening 10. What a, what an opening 10 minutes it was. I mean, Charlotte, I'm going to start with you, maybe bring Adam in after. Um, Charlotte, because you, you were there, you witnessed it in the flesh. I was kind of at home thinking, what the fuck is going on? What What am I watching uh, how was it in the ground to witness the opening 10? Yeah, I mean, just amazing. Like I said, um, all the fans in amazing voice, like very loud. It, it's weird because when you get a penalty after less than three minutes or three minutes in, you're almost like, you know, you're just getting settled. You're just singing a couple of songs. And then I was like, oh, oh, we've got we've got a penalty here. And then um guy I was standing next to were like, Chris Wood will take that. And I was like, that's good. He's he's good at penalties. He's a good penalty taker. This is one of the reasons we got him. Like, let's let's just... And then it was just a lovely penalty straight down the middle. That is just... it's It was on the other side of the pitch to the um, away fans, but you still have a clear view. It was, it was just really good. So obviously going up at that point, everybody's then bouncing. It's Boxing Day. Uh, was it Boxing Day? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Boxing Day. <laughs> I can't work out like because we did a, we had one on the twenty seventh last year, didn't we? So it was like, yeah, I can't. I don't know when what time is. I've expressed that many times, um, and then yeah, just everybody was just in a good mood, and um, and then Miggy's goal, which I just it just looked so easy. He just looked so comfortable and so easy. It's not like a like a like he pelts it into the back of the net. It's just a really comfortable like. Uh, dribble into the goal basically um i just it was just amazing and then at that point i think the crowd did realize we've won this game like leicester aren't coming back into this we don't concede goals that's it and and leicester you know i spoke to um leicester fan on that on an opposition view podcast and um they were like well we had a bad start of the season but we don't concede goals anymore (laughs) and i was like no, we, we don't concede goals. <laughs> he's, he's right, that second half, great clean sheet for Leicester. Yeah. Three cheers for them. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was just that, yeah, realising after 10 minutes that that's us, we are, we've we won this game. Um, and obviously having another goal after about half an hour just to seal the deal was amazing. And um, 
And the crowd realized, I'm really sorry about my voice. The crowd realized, and it was just all the old songs were coming out. Um, you know, just, it was like a party in that corner. It was amazing. I've said amazing too much. Oh, and, and, it, and it sounded amazing on the TV as well. All of the, all of the, all of the daft funny chants were coming out, which you could hear loud and clear on the broadcast. It was a joy. But it's like, yeah, that opening 10 minutes where we're just, we're so busy, we're hungry, we're decisive. And I think, you know, I mentioned on the on the preview pod on Patreon um, before this game that I thought that playing against Premier League opposition on Tuesday night was probably going to work in our favour. I think it's a, a better match practice. It's a higher standard. And I think although we... We, we didn't really have the the cutting edge in the final third on that on Tuesday night, um, bundled an own goal in. It's it, I was quite pleased because I knew that coming away from that League Cup game, that we we had evidence and and footage and examples f- for the strikers to work on, for us to work look at shape. Like Eddie had a, 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 a lot of resources to kind of mine through and. You know, and then impart his wisdom on the on, on the squad based on what he saw and learnings from that game. Leicester had a, a you know a, a, a canny night down at MK Dons. It's not going to be the same level of uh, level of um, opposition quality, and I think that kind of partly showed how again the World Cup break given us given us fitness, um, the way that the, the coaches condition our squad. It's sensible. We don't throw anybody in if they're injured necessarily. We we. We're, Eddie doesn't do what old Newcastle managers have done in the past. And I think, you know, talking about um, shots on target, you know, Leicester managed two shots on target in the entire game. After seven minutes, we'd had three shots, two were on target, two goals. And it was, it was, it was game over. It was, it was, they couldn't handle us being around their box. They didn't know what to do. And, you know, another player I was, I was singing the praises of at Leicester, because let's not forget, they were in form coming into this game. They were superb. In the, in the form t- guide, we were second, they were third. This was a real clash of, 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 of two teams uh, playing above their means, really. But it, they just didn't look like that at all. They looked like they were around the relegation zone. Like, I was singing the praises of uh, Vout Fass, the... the, the, the the, the shit Colaccini, um, loved that chant, loved that mm. chant coming out. But, you yeah, know, the, the hassling and the pressing made him a, you know, a really solid ball-playing defender who's who's coming into the league this season and, and played really, really well, gained a lot of plaudits. He, he, he screws his pass up. Joe Linton pretty much does like a kind of one-two with him um, <laughs> unwittingly. And then that's how that's how the, the, the penalty um, came about. I think it was Amati who, you know, clear penalty on... Uh, uh, clear foul on yeah. with his studs on the, the ankle of Joe Linton, but it was just we ra- we rattled them so much, and I did I did say you know if we could frustrate that crowd because that crowd has been through a lot of the start of the season, and then it's come through a decent run of form with Leicester. I wondered, you know, we can dictate we can dictate whether or not they they restart with continuing that form or not, and we we did we we imposed ourselves, we made it difficult for them, and you could see that, that, that as Charles only said. The stadium was flat for the home fans. After after seven minutes, if you see your, your team two 0 down already, they know they know they're not going to get that many shots away yeah. against us. They know how good we are, and it was almost like they kind of resigned themselves. Yes, they showed a bit more fight in the mm-hmm. second half after presumably a, a, a bollocking off Brendan Rodgers, but it just wasn't enough. We weren't ever going to cede that much territory and and and, and th- that many shots um, on target to an opposition team because that's just that's how we play. We don't do that. We are too good defensively so once we get it right at the top half of the pitch no chance that that opposition was going to come back 
and 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 trouble us for even yeah. even one of the of, of the three goals that they would have needed for even a point yeah i mean those three goals as well let's talk about them and they, they've all got kind of different really positive characteristics that speak to the strengths of this team first goal like you said adam the press less you know i, I love it. I, it there isn't anything more attractive to me in the world than a team thinking they're going to play through our press and it going tits up but <laughs> bournemouth like had to sack it off after about 20 minutes on 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 tuesday countless other teams you know it, it's really bitten brentford it, it's you know it's harmed a lot of teams but after like you say two minutes for that press to be literally out of the window <laughs> Um, was hilarious the the second goal um what i love about the second goal it, and it's a beautiful goal because it starts with a bruno pirouette in the middle of the pitch yeah it's six minutes i'm doing a pirouette what of it what of it says bruno <laughs> and i'm going to spray the ball out to kieran trippier who's going to launch the ball down the line but with enough finesse so that it doesn't bounce out of play it kind of the ball almost kind of bounces backwards towards Almiron as, as he's running and then bruno's caught up for the one two but I'm a bit obsessed with this still image that I, when I pause my TV um, and YouTube when I've been watching the highlights, if you look at where Almiron receives the ball back from Bruno, there are eight Leicester players in defensive positions, six of them in the box, um, so five of them in the box and two just behind them. And three seconds later, the ball's in the net. Now, if you showed that still to any defense in the country, yes, there's danger because Miguel Almiron's got the ball near the penalty area. But it does not look like a goal. It doesn't look anything like a goal from this position. Very impressive. Newcastle have got four players ahead of the ball in this point. Four players. Good football teams get players ahead of the ball in the penalty area. So those five Leicester players in the box, it looks absurd from this still. Might post it on Twitter later. It looks absurd. But they're, they're worried about Almiron, but they're worried about the rest of the lads. Longstaff's there. Chris was there's offside, but that's all right. Didn't matter. Um, Longstaff's there. Joe Willock's there. And Joe Linton's there. And... It's kind of an example of how hard it is to defend against all of our threats. Therefore, we score goals that shouldn't be scored. That is not a goal-scoring opportunity. When when Almiron gets the ball back from Bruno, there is... Yeah, there's danger, but it is not a goal-scoring opportunity. He's out the box. One touch later, one touch later, he's taken four players, four players out of the game, Sai. I think you may be doing the pass and the first touch a slight disservice by suggesting it's all because of the uh, the layout of the game. It's, I understand the point you're making, but oh, the, 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 the fir- pass is, is the first perfect. touch. I'm talking about before yeah. the first touch. Yeah, yeah, yeah the first I understand. Touch is the, out of this world, the, the, the way they're set up is is panic. It's panic because yeah. Newcastle are coming at them in numbers. I agree with that. But Bruno's pass is inch perfect, inch perfect, in a position where Almiron, who wouldn't have taken that touch a year ago, so Almiron in in his absolute peak of confidence. That touch, like just between the two defenders that are on him, to then not even need to like wrestle them off. Like he doesn't yeah. even have to like hold them off. They're, they're gone. They're gone. It's such a perfectly taken touch. And then the keeper's like, "Oh well, fuck's sake, what am I going to do here?" It, it does every mo- every bit of that goal was perfect. I understand the point you're making, but I think you've got to credit the the touch oh, and, and the pass. Touch. Yeah, and the pass. <laughs> I'm just. I'm all I'm saying is I'm, I'm crediting it because. What I'm saying is these defenders, if you look at that defensive situation, they're thinking, how is the ball in the net three seconds later? Unless it was a shot from distance or a deflection. Yeah. Or like you say, someone makes a tackle and misses. A tackle doesn't even go in. <laughs> like it doesn't make any yeah. sense. It's the same as the goal at Southampton that Almiron scores, which shows it isn't a fluke that this keeps happening. He he is managing to, to score goals, A, because of the, the touch and the pass and, all, and the finish shouldn't, you know, the, the finish is cool and calm and collect, doesn't snatch it. He doesn't try and lift it. All of these things. You, you maybe would expect from him but i'm just i'm in awe of newcastle united scoring goals when the opposition almost don't expect it 
Absolutely. I mean, I, I I think it's a bit of both, lads. To be honest, I think I think the yeah the weight of the through ball was absolutely sumptuous from Bruno that first touch, but the finish right in the corner. Yeah, it's like a first, you, yeah. you it's couldn't a, have placed it better yourself. Like literally, pick the ball up and put. Where do you want that going to go in? It was it was per, it was textbook. Um, but I kind of likened it to. You know, like a Boxing Day kickabout in the garden with like, you know, two adult family members trying to take on just like all the kids. That's kind of how it felt. Yeah. Like they just, it was sort of like a men versus boys kind of situation. And, you know, you mentioned this chemistry between Bruno and Almiron. It's, it's, this is a theme that we've seen all season. It's been exploited time and time again. The Fulham volley, that was from a pretty much, Bruno was stood in the, pretty much the same position when he played that ball through for the one against volley, which was the, the, the Miggy, um, unbelievable um, um, volley strike into the, the opposition yeah, not, yeah. uh, in the opposite corner but I think you can't yeah size right there, there was class on our side from from both the, the you know the pass and the touch and finish but also I think Leicester if they've if they've done their homework they've seen that that's what's going to happen when Amron's going to look for a one-two with Bruno we do it so many times even it doesn't always come off but we always kind of look for it he sort of does this stab chip that just it takes out the defense and then drops in behind before it goes out of touch which Almiron is fast enough and alert enough to, to, to latch onto plenty of times and cause the defence problem after problem in, in most games we're playing this season. So they should have been expecting that. And maybe it was just because it was so early on. Or maybe maybe it was just, we're too good. And they, they couldn't get near us anyway. Even if they knew what was coming, they couldn't stop it. But it, it just shows that we have you know lots of really excellent kind of pairs of players that have have these, you know, we talk about Joe Linton and Willock that can sort of interchange and they've got a kind of sort of chemistry together. We, we talk about Kieran Trippier and Almiron having that yeah. understanding. You mentioned uh, Trippier in the build-up to that goal as well. But with Bruno and Almiron, I think that's one of our most potent pairs and, and it causes so many problems. Nobody can handle it. Nobody can stop them. They keep doing it. Can I also say how much fun they look like they're having when they're doing it? Like both of them just look like they're having the best. In fact, all our players pretty much look like they're having such a good time and they clearly really like each other and yeah. i know we've talked about that but i think it's important can't be overstated its importance can't be overstated they love playing together they all they seem to they're very good actors if they don't <laughs> um and it's that's a, a joy to watch as well it is and just to finish on the third goal kieran trippier it's a great ball but more importantly it's a great little flick off the defender's legs the ball's going out for a corner anyway kieran you don't have to do it the back yeah, heel, yeah. the back heel under heel, the legs, yeah. um, and it, that that itself was perfect. And then, you know, I think it was Alan Shearer on match of the day who said Juliet and just wanted that ball more from yeah. the header. That's an infuriating goal to concede if you support Leicester or Sunderland. Um, watching Juliet and get up like that, and the player the player doesn't even have it in him. The defender to fall over, you got to fall over and up for a free kick. Juliet and wants the ball, and Juliet's had some bad luck this season. You know, he's hit the inside of the post against Bournemouth he's hit had a couple of other really you know really fine runs that have just gone wide but you can't stop him when he's smashing the ball in off his head it's a brilliant header and it must again I want to keep saying it it must have looked fucking fantastic from in, the away end interestingly um Eddie Howe after the game was talking about Joe Linton about how he was you know one of the most physically impressive players he's ever worked with um which kind of it's, it sort of speaks to how, you know, he's such a unique player. He's so difficult to play against. And when he's on the form that he was on um, yesterday against Leicester, he's, he's unplayable. There's nothing you can do. He's he's so confident. That dribble he had from the first half, bring it striding through. He was just shrug. I mean, there was almost like Leicester players trying to hang off. And he just shrugged them off. He, he, he didn't even feel it. He just, he carried on he carried on his day. He, he really looked up for it. And yeah, he, 
his smile again just yeah embodies this the, we've got a really professional culture that Eddie Howe has um, instilled into this club but it, as, as Shaw said it's an enjoyable one yeah. Ev- everyone enjoys working hard everyone enjoys playing together and reaping the rewards because the rewards are so tangible and instant because Eddie Howe's a genius look at where we are on the table because everyone's fighting for each other we didn't see that from Leicester at all yesterday I think that was epitomised after the game when you've got Bruno Gamaris and Chris Wood stood next to each other in front of the Sky cameras, like two blokes you never thought you'd see handing Man of the Match awards <laughs> to each other. But yeah. and he's like, "My friend, thank you." Like it's just, it's so nice to see there's there's an obvious like camaraderie there, even between Chris Wood, who's like probably the a generation behind already in terms of what, of where this team's going. But yeah, it, it, you can you can tell the, the team spirit is like next and nothing I've ever seen in Newcastle before. And we've had some great teams, but this is something else. Charlotte, you wanted to talk about um, the second half, I suppose, and how it, you know, you t- tell us how it went from your view. Yeah, so I want to caveat this with, I still think we're casting amazing and it was amazing to be there. But, and this is part of our game plan, I think. So, you know, bear with me. But there were points in the second half where we came out, I think we came out just to protect the 3-0 lead, right? Keep a clean sheet. If we manage to score another goal, then fine. But there were points in the second half where I was like, Football's a bit boring. It's a bit boring. We're just like... You've we're been just, spoiled. I know, I've been totally spoiled. And uh, the, it wasn't boring. The crowd was still amazing. Like, um, people were still singing. But there were points where I was just a bit like, all right, like, but you can't play with the intensity that we have for the full 90 minutes. And I get it. We were able to kind of sit back and just protect it and pass it around a bit, you know, charge at them a little bit. But there wasn't any, like, major threats in the second half, certainly not from Leicester. I mean, maybe a couple of chances for us, um, particularly right at the end. But there was a good sort of 20 minutes didn't where I was a bit like, it's a bit boring. (laughs) (laughs) I don't mean to be like, I, I really, really want to be clear that it was still class. And I still had a great time. And, and we were protecting this 3-0 lead, which was amazing. And the, at, the the atmosphere was great. But, you know, I think... But I do think that's part of a game plan, isn't it? Like, these bursts of intensity, these, like, let's lock it in within the first half hour. And then if we can nick some more, we will. But... It's part of the game management. You're right. right you know, it, right. It, you're absolutely right. We did intentionally probably sit back in that second half, and it's more of a case of we didn't have to take as many risks as we otherwise would have done right. if we were nil nil, or maybe it was a, a one nil. But, but the fact that it was three nil gave us that luxury that we could sit back, rest, and not. You know, we don't have to go hell for leather every single ball, even though we sort of did anyway, because yeah. that's just built built into the players. You see that um, tackle that Bruno made when we're like three nil up, and then it's a lovely tackle, and he's like, "Yeah!" It's like <laughs> he only gets like a, a toenail on it, and he's absolutely buzzing. Like, so yes! <laughs> um, and we're we're literally three nil up, Bruno. It's okay, um, but like you can see it, you can see it in the fact that ASM didn't come on till the eighty third minute. Like that is a substitution you make at like seventy if you really need to create something, or if you're thinking, "Oh, we need another goal here." Yeah, we're taking like when you when you're throwing Matt Ritchie on because right. because you're three like Matt Ritchie's never coming <laughs> on the testimonial pitch. Shit, yeah, he's not coming on at one nil, but it's three nil. You can put Matt Ritchie on and give the lads a bit of a laugh, like hey, hey Matt Yoid. <laughs> Gag sub. <laughs> we managed the fuck out of that second half. I love it. We're gonna break now for um a small advertisement for the other podcast that we do. If you love listening to this podcast, but you hate listening to adverts, I have wonderful news for you. We have a patron. We have three different tiers on Patreon. We have a um, £3 a month. 
for this podcast ad free we have um five pounds a month for uh, a half membership so you get um extra podcasts about two or three extra podcasts a week on top of this one and then we have our full membership which is eight pounds which is um five to six to seven sometimes extra podcasts a week sometimes more than that depending on how class we are and how much we <laughs> want to talk about the team um this week we've got a full leads preview we've got a leads opposition view we'll have leads match day we have the um leicester match day is already up and uh, tons more as we get into the transfer uh, window we will have tons of transfer shows behind the paywall on patreon so please do join us so you want to talk about the defense it kind of follows on from that that second half discussion uh, the way we uh, managed and controlled that game was just something else like I, i'll be honest rafa benitez taught me to appreciate a defensive team like i, I did enjoy a lot of the the defensive work we did in, in that period because it's all there was that's all you could hang on to we didn't score great goals or play great football we defended reasonably well this is something else again like this is defending that i've never seen in in my my whole life watching newcastle this is Le- leicester looked absolutely gutted at how difficult it was to break newcastle down you know like for start off like if we're going to talk about the defense we've got to talk about the midfield three by the way that game was won in midfield yesterday the three midfield is so well balanced Longstaff doesn't offer a lot going forward and his passing is still a bit suspect at times but whenever they had the ball he's in our half he's back he's there he's, he's in their face uh I, I don't know which midfield it was but every time they, they kind of cross the halfway line you've got Longstaff to deal with if you get past the midfield and you find find a ball down the channel you've then got either Trippier or Dan Byrne to deal with and the amount of interceptions of those kind of channel balls, it was just like it was like a non-event. They they, be, they barely got any joy like that. So they tried some balls over the top instead, and like Botman won every single one of them, <laughs> like every single one. So it's like, all right, we tried that. We can't do the channels. We can't play the ball over the top. It's like if they do occasionally get in behind the fullback, they've still got to then get past Botman when they get into the box, and that never happened. And it's like Leicester, like what the f- do we do? And the, the the one time I think they they uh, they fed uh, Dakar through. Um, so Nick Nick Pope was called upon once. He's straight off his line, and he's like, "Oh, for fuck's sake!" And he's 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 already taken a touch that's too heavy. Pope gets there, There's a ridiculous penalty shot, but it's it's just Pope's class. And it's like I, I was so buzzing watching how well we defended that game and how how annoyed Leicester and their fans were because, like you say, uh, Charlotte, certainly by the second half, the, the stadium was empty. It yeah, was yeah. it was half empty. Yeah. Because they knew they're just like we're not going to score here. There's absolutely no chance going to score here. Even when you're three 0 down, if you think you're playing well, and you might get a goal. You probably stick around. There's there's no point in them sticking around. So yeah, just it, it's just something else. I mean, yeah, I, I can't I can't think of any more words to describe how mint it is watching Newcastle, knowing knowing at no point are we going to concede in this football match because that's how I felt for the whole game. And I think it's it's one of the reasons that we can attack with such sort of flourish and such with such risk as well, because we really go all out with this press, we, we, we can do that because we know that we've got um, the, the, the defence that we've got. Um, I mean, for me, Kieran Trippier, once again yesterday, absolutely stunning performance in a black and white shirt. He's been one of, he's been one of the best performing players in the, in the Premier League this season. And we see it again yesterday. So, I mean, yesterday, clean sheet, assist, four chances created, which was the best on the pitch yesterday, four interceptions, best on the pitch, five crosses, best on the pitch, two take-ons, second best on the pitch, three tackles, second best on the pitch, seven ball recoveries, uh, John fourth, best on the pitch. Like, he was leading by example, um, and he, he embodies the mentality, as, we, as we've talked about so many times, and it's, um, 
I mean, he, he was one of the reasons I wasn't necessarily worried about the break because I know that when we came back, it, it's the standards that he sets and, and, and Eddie Howe sets and that, you know, like I say, this leading by example. I, I tweeted out some Kieran Trippier stats yesterday and I had some in the comments on my timeline saying, you know, just imagine he was 26 as if, you know, I get the point he's making. Imagine he's younger and we had him for years longer. But actually... I don't think he would have been as rounded a player as he was when he was 26 as he is now. Like the reason he's as good as he is now is because he has age, he has experience, he's won titles, um, he's he's played at the very highest level in, in, in you know in the last four World Cups, etc., etc., etc. He has done it all, and I think because of that, he is seen and done it all. The fact that he's given it at both ends of the pitch means that he can. He's leading by example. He can sit because this is a you know everyone's all in together. He can he can. Just by his performance, he can say to the other players on the pitch, okay, well, I'm defending well and I'm attacking well. What are you, are you doing both as well? And it means it means that everyone has to do everything and it, and, it, and, and work together. And I think him being kind of like, he, he, he's, he is kind of a talisman in his own way that everyone kind of looks to him to to, to set the tone. And I think his, with his performances this season, particularly against Leicester yesterday, and this this fully all-rounded performance, um, we're going to see, we're going to see at least you know, 10, 12, maybe more performances like this from Kieran Trippier, such are his standards, such are his ability levels. He loves this club. His, his mentality is, is ideal for this Eddie Howe side. And he just, but he has the talent as well to, to, to contribute and back it up. And like I say, both ends of the pitch didn't put a foot wrong for me. And that's, we're seeing the best of Kieran Trippier. Maybe we didn't see the best of him in the World Cup, but back at home under Eddie Howe in a black and white shirt, We've got the Kieran Trippier from uh, from before the World Cup. I love him. I want him to be our captain for a long, long time. Yeah, I mean, Harvey Barnes is meant to be Leicester's like, big threat for us yesterday. And uh, he's hooked off after 70 minutes. And, and uh, I was just looking there on, on whoscored.com. They gave him the lowest rating of anyone on the pitch, 5.5. 5. 5. Like, he was just, he, he had a non-event of a game, and that's because Trippier just had him in his pocket all day. And was therefore going forward and, and, and being a threat as well. And it's like, how oh, Harvey, do something. He's like, you couldn't do anything about Kieran Trippier at either end of the pitch, and he got hooked off, and you'll, you'll not want to remember that game. Yeah, he struggled with a couple of touches, didn't he? Yeah. But he was just rattled, wasn't he? Yeah. He, just, he? He knew it was a tough afternoon. We have conceded two goals in our last nine first-team fixtures. <laughs> I'm going to say it again. That's fucking winning the league title <laughs> challenge <laughs> shit. That's... Yes. Like... You know, when, when we talked about it, a lot of people are talking about Newcastle in the league now. It's a conversation. It's a conversation the True Faith podcast before we beat Leicester 3-0. And to repeat what was said on that pod, I'm not saying we're going to win the league. Probably don't think we will, but we can. And two, that, those numbers are silly. Two, two goals, you know, how much, I, I can't do the math. Someone do the math for me. How many minutes of football is that? It's a lot. It's a lot nine, of minutes. Nine games. Nine games, yeah. 810. Yeah, plus it? injury time. Let's call it 900 yeah. minutes. So good math. Yeah. The brain. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Charlie. <laughs> it's, ju- it's just silly. It, they're silly numbers. And they're, they're numbers achieved with a, a centre-back who costs three million quid. He goes off to the World Cup, and, and let's be honest, he doesn't look like a very good centre-back for um, Switzerland. And it's done with Kieran Trippier, who starts in, in the England team because he's fucking class. And he doesn't look very good, you know. He didn't doesn't perform at the level where he used to. So th- this these these numbers are silly. But to, to take it back to my early point about how we're doing this with with the resources, how has second in the league is unbelievable. 
quarterfinals of the cup is unbelievable. Can't wait to see you again soon, boys, from Leicester. <laughs> um, enjoy the drive up. <laughs> the 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 two goals in nine games. I don't, honestly, I've just checked this. I did. I wouldn't come into this podcast with this stat. I've just checked it while you guys have been talking, and it's silly. It's silly, and it makes me think anything's possible because I think maybe you said it earlier, Charlotte. It's not. It's not that we don't concede goals, which is very important. We don't concede chances. We don't concede chances across those nine games. Um, that game includes Spurs. Pope makes a couple of big saves against Spurs. But a lot of the other games, it's, you know, teams aren't getting near our goal. And Saya correct to um, credit other parts of the pitch, not just the back five, because it's a team effort thing. And and people like me who look at Newcastle United and say, oh, yeah, it's good, but can it be better by bringing ASM in or getting a proper left back? You wouldn't, why would, why would how change anything from those nine games? Why, like, you couldn't possibly bring ASM in yesterday. Because why would you change at the time two goals in eight games, now two goals in nine games? Forget about the, the, the forward parts of the pitch. You aren't going to lose many games of football with that kind of defensive record. And it gives me a lot of hope. It's not going to get worse. Mm. Not, not in, yeah, it might not be as good, but it's not like Newcastle are going to become a middling defensive side for the rest of the season. Even if, you know, they pick up a couple of injuries across the back five, which they probably will, they were a superb defensive side. Um, last season with Matt Target in there and with Emil Kraft in there and with Martin Dubravka in there. So this isn't just a kind of the, you know, the resources Howe has. Um, it's a clear thing that Eddie Howe is, is a defensive and Matt Dog. Eddie Howe is a, is a defensive genius. Genius. I think we'll leave it there unless there's anything else from you, my friends. I feel like I should applaud though after your... <laughs> he is a genius, I agree. <laughs> This has been the True Faith Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Lots more coming up on our Patreon platform this week. Charlotte will have to get her voice back and quickly, such as her <laughs> workload. <laughs> and everyone else's. Noted. Thank you. <laughs> um, I can't fucking wait for Leeds. I want to go to bed tonight and it to be Leeds at home um, on Saturday, 3 o'clock. I think we're going to do a post-match pod straight after that one, Si, um, because of other plans. Uh, so join us for that one. I'm sure you will. Thanks for listening. Um, goodbye.